You are listening to the Who Move My Freedom podcast. I'm the host, Hank Strange. I just want to say this. We did a survey. That's right. The survey people are back from their break. In, in other words, like I actually had a couple of minutes today to sit down and write one of these things. Um, <laughs> we did a survey. We went to Wuhan. We went to Wuhan, guys. And we did a survey, but it's not, it's not what you think. We did a survey of all the bats in the caves of Wuhan to see what was their favorite podcast in the world. And guess what? A hundred and twenty percent of the bats in the caves in Wuhan said that the Who Moved My Freedom podcast is their favorite freedom oriented Second Amendment um, podcast on the face of the planet. Uh, do you guys believe that? Is that? Did I say that with confidence enough? That, uh, Completely. Sounds about right to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm gonna remind. I was it. thinking it was more like 140 percent. 140. Yeah. Okay. There you go. That's from Gorillas and Guns. <laughs> the stats have gone up. I don't know. Crazy Scotch might come in here. He might. He might come in with some new stats. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to ask everyone to go to hankstrange.com, sign up for the email list there, look around on the page. Um, Lola's got Lola's deals, a lot of good things going on, different ways that you guys can support us. If you're interested, you want to buy some stuff out there, you can buy some things and, uh, you, you get some cool stuff. We, we get a couple of bucks to help us keep doing this. There are links to us law shield. This is the, uh, I'm holding up the Florida gun law book from U.S. Law Shield, but you can sign up wherever you are for U.S. Law Shield. And if you sign up for an annual membership, you can not only save money, we can, you can send a couple of um, couple of bucks in our direction as well, and we appreciate all that. So check the description of whatever you're listening, looking to, and you guys will find that. Um, all right, let me do this right now. Big shout out to Harry's Holsters, by the way, for sponsoring the podcast here. You can use the code HankStrange, and that'll get you 10% off at Harry's Holsters, makers of fine Kydex holsters. Come on now. You know, for the people out there who use holsters, I don't know. We'll find out for my guests tonight if they're holster folks or not as we get into the conversation here. I am going to run in the open. Let's do this. Welcome back. To the Hank Strange All right, guys, situation. make sure to Lifestyle smash that subscribe button, smash the thumbs up, and ring the bell. Ring the bell. There he goes. Ring the bell. <laughs> uh, let's see. Can I show it right there? Ooh, look at that bell. Look at the bell going. Yes, we are live. Let's get the jazz hands going. Come on with the jazz hands. Let's do it right here. All right, there we go. Guys, do it. I don't know what. Yeah, what? Hold on. What was that? That uh, Gorillas and Guns was doing some kind of weird. Jazz hands. I, I had now. to center it there so they could see my hands. Oh, okay. There you go. The yeah. Oh, so yeah. see, now I got it full screen. Let's see. Let's see. The crazy <laughs> Scotsman also here. What kind of jazz hands were you doing, man, Jibby? Oh, see, he was just doing regular jazz hands. You were, tr <laughs> you were trying to one up him with those jazz hands. I could tell. I could tell from yeah. that. Yeah. This is episode 772 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Hank Strange, and my guests tonight are the crazy Scotsman. What's up, man? What's going on? Uh, good to be here, man, uh, as always. And yes, I am a holster guy, and we can definitely get into that. Oh, okay. I, I bet you have your uh, your favorites as well, which you let us know. You know, um, we'll we'll definitely get into that here. We've also got uh, Scott, Gorillas and Guns. Boom, boom. 
What's up, man? What's up? Hey, you know, same old, same old. Um, Just going through the gunsmithing stuff and, uh, you know, living life, man. Uh, I'm not a holster guy per se, but Harrison is a great dude, and I think uh, everybody should buy holsters from him. Okay, very, very cool. Thanks for that. So you're not a holster guy. You like a, a your pocket guy, pocket carry, Woody? No, I have a holster for my everyday carry, but I just mm-hmm. I, I don't go out and go. Oh man, I need a holster for every gun I got. Oh, or whatever. You know, okay. I carry one gun and that's it. You know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like to keep things simple. You know. <laughs> I understand. I understand. We we'll get. Oh, listen, we got a. <laughs> we've got a endorsement and some money from uh, Flying Rich. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Money. <laughs> wow, Hank was like in tune with that. That was yeah, perfect. Yeah, you know, been here enough, I bet, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we have to try to. Yeah, let's see if we can. Uh, let's see if we can get a harmony going on there. Flying Rich says, um, uh, "WMMF voted best podcast by quote unquote the Squadron." The Squadron. So, man, I, I think I created a uh, monster with that thing. Armsman says Kydex holsters. That's where it's at. So okay. So I know. So JB says he's into. He's into. He's a holster guy. What? So what kind of holsters, man? You, you collecting holsters? You got one for every different day. I got multiple styles. Uh, it just depends. Um, so some some I carry in a shoulder rig. Uh, so most of you guys know, or some of you guys know, I'm a big bore revolver guy. So I do like to carry my bore revolvers and shoulder rigs most of those are leather mm-hmm. um but for kydex holsters uh harrison is top notch um i do have multiple of harry's holsters um never had a single issue with any of them whatsoever yeah so i think you're like me like I, i'm into both kydex and um leather because i think it depends on the situation absolutely 100 yeah, yeah. Um, and there's not like, I have a shoulder rig and some other stuff like that. Um, I guess there's Kydex versions of those, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are. Um, I just, but when it comes to like shoulder rigs and stuff like that, I definitely prefer leather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think leather's good. Seems, Go ahead, yeah, Scott. Sorry what are you going to yeah, say? For a shoulder holster, it just seems more authentic to have a leather one. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to, yeah, I was going to say the same thing too. Um, you know, is there? There should not be anything else for for shoulder holsters other than leather. I guess there is. Yeah, there is. Like I've seen, I've seen some stuff out there. Um, I've seen some nylon stuff and all that kind of stuff. But come on now, come on now, leather. I, I got, I got sent a really cheap nylon shoulder holster set from an Amazon supplier and. He kept on hounding me and hounding me. I was like, look, dude, I'm not doing a review of this piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? But listen, listen. I remember when I first got into this, I had some, I, you know, I'm not too proud proud that I can't admit that I had some cheap uh, nylon stuff back in the days. If it's, if it's what you got, you know, like leg holsters and mm. stuff like that. I've had some of those. <laughs> Yeah. So what brand did you get? Uh, of the nylon thing? I'm trying to remember, man. I don't even think... I don't know if those had names. I don't know if those have names. I mean, obviously, my leather stuff all comes from Sam Andrews. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I've gotten lots of Kydex holsters over the years, but uh, nowadays, um, obviously, 
I uh, I have Harry's holsters when it comes to Kydex stuff. For most things, uh, Har Harrison doesn't make uh, a holster for every gun that's out there. So if there's stuff that if there's a gun that he doesn't make a holster for, then I go, um, you know, I go elsewhere. Let's let's put it that way. Um, what's the name? I'm trying to remember the name of the company now. I have some of their holsters. They do like a hybrid of leather and Kydex. Um, man. Oh, there's a couple of them. Uh, yeah, you got Hidden Hybrid that does that. Um, yeah. Um, yeah man, how did that? Yeah, the name of that went right out of my brain. Um, and I have a couple. Um, Alien Gear does some. Yeah, uh, Hidden Hybrid does some. This um, is like a bigger company. Um, oh, someone will tell me. Someone out there will say the name of it. I, I can't. I, I, I even did a video. Um, or two with that, but I can't remember what the hell the name is right now. Crossbreed, crossbreed, boom. Cross, yep. <laughs> yeah, they make good yeah. stuff. You know, Babyface has some crossbreed holsters too. Um, Rich White, oh, what's this? Rich White says the real question here is were the bats interviewed the winged type or the old lady type? Oh, that's. <laughs> you're wrong you're wrong <laughs> that's cold-hearted right there that's cold-hearted um yeah so holsters what what advice let's see what advice do you guys I'm, i'll start with crazy scotsman what advice do you give to people for when it comes to holsters and stuff like that uh number one is gonna be figure out where exactly you want to carry and what's comfortable for you. Um, and then go from, going from that point, make sure you find a really good fit. Um, so if you can go to the store, try some out in the store, obviously ones online, obviously you can't do that, but, mm -hmm. um, ones like Harry's and a few others out there, um, they have a really good fit right off the bat for the most part, usually. Um, but find a good fit. And then make sure you get one that has good coverage of the firearm itself. So good coverage of the trigger, the trigger guard, um, you know, a good sweat guard, especially if you're going to do inside the waistband. Um, those are the main key points there, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, Gorillas and Guns? You have uh, what, what, what kind of advice do you give to the folks about holsters? Huh. And for the people out there that have questions, ask us now. So we'll we'll get mm -hmm. into that. Yeah. I say find something comfortable, you know, um, like Scotsman said, depending on what type of carry you're going to do, you know, you're going to want to find something that's adequate for that. So, uh, you know, that, that's for really what it boils down to. I mean, good retention is another, you know, big thing for me if it, if it has good retention. I mean, you don't want it too good that you can't pull the gun out yourself, you know, when you need to. But you just want to make sure somebody else can't pull it out if they happen to try to come by and grab it from you but yeah, yeah comfort's always a big thing for me i'm i'm kind of a fat guy so you know i always yeah. look for comfort over anything else yeah fat guys rule fat guys rule we got two at least two fat guys here <laughs> on the show so the, uh, say whatever you want to scotsman whatever hey man i'm working on the beer gut leave me alone i'm working on it <laughs> he's still got that metabolism thing going on yeah I, I, yeah that's got to be age or something like that he's not it, old it's enough slowing down fast. trust me it's slowing down fast. <laughs> yeah so listen i always wanted to do like one of the videos i always wanted to do was like kydex versus leather you know 
Um, so just as like while we're waiting for someone in here to to ask us a question about this, you know, we've got some years of experience amongst us here. <laughs> probably the I don't know. I'm going to say for me, the folks out there probably have a little bit more experience than I do or maybe a lot more in this. But what would you guys um, how would you separate like Kydex and leather? Like, would you put it as if you're training, use Kydex? You know, or like some people, if they're, you know, depending on, on what how they're carrying and all that stuff, they use leather for comfort. How, how would you guys look at that? I, again, it kind of comes down to the fit and feel and where you're going to carry. And that's, that's mm -hmm. the biggest thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, some leather holsters conform to the body better than some Kydex holsters. Mm -hmm. um, you know, especially inside the waistband. Um, it took me, oh, I don't know. I'm going to say probably a good solid three or four years to find a good inside the waistband Kydex that I could comfortably wear. Inside. Um, oh, inside. Okay. okay. One is a Harris holster and one is a Muddy River Tactical. Um, okay. And those two so far have been the only two that have worked, fitting me comfortably, and I don't have any issues with them. Um, okay. Yeah, it's going to come down to comfort, fit, feel, and where you're going to carry it exactly is going to be the, the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, I, you know, do you, um, when you're, when you're inside the waistband carrying, is that, is that a revolver that you're inside the waistband? Um, so I have, uh, my model 60, which is a 357 Magnum revolver. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do carry that inside the waistband. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. And so you've got that in Kydex. Yeah. That's, that's the one from Harry's holsters. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's the uh, the icon. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, for example, like for me, I think Kydex works really well because I I uh, you know I home carry right. So Kydex works really well for that because you know you're just like in your shorts or you know sweatpants or whatever, not necessarily a belt and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, uh, I guess there's there's some Kydex holsters out there that you that you don't have to have, you know, there's like the, um, I'm sorry, not Kydex. Are there any leather holsters that are just clips? I'm trying to think like a, a lot of mine are, have to go through the belt loop. Um, there are some that have clips. Um, but usually they're like a snap on style clip. So yeah. they're, they're going to have to have a belt of some sort. Yeah. Some and these, hand, some yeah. I mean, I've got like one, I've, maybe I have one or two pocket holsters, I know, I know, uh, gorillas and guns is, uh, you know, you're probably more in that lane, right? Like the pocket stuff, there's, there's, uh, there's some nice pocket holsters in leather. Um, mm. although I find like for pocket holsters, I prefer stuff like, uh, sticky, you know, but I do have, I do have a couple of like, uh, pocket holsters that are made out of leather. You know, but I prefer the, the, the sticky stuff. Obviously, Kydex is not really going to work that great for a pocket holster. No, nah, definitely yeah. not. You're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to um, get it out of there. Um, and then in the history, for me, history wise, when it comes to holsters, I remember when I first started, I did the, I did the, um, I did the, uh, the stuff, uh, what you call it, um, you know, I forgot that. What what material was it? I was saying like that cloth kind of material. 
Um, oh, the nylon. Yeah, it did nylon initially. Then the next thing I went to, do you guys remember that people were doing a Kydex, but just over the trigger guard? Yeah, yeah I've seen those. Yep. Do you remember those? And it had like a loop, yep. you know, like a paracord loop that you could put. And I was buying those and I was even messing around with making my own of those. Anyone ever? <laughs> how, did you, how, did, how did you like those? Because I thought they were horrendous. <laughs> uh, you know, so it was kind of like Mexican carry. You know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. I don't know if some people might consider that a bad thing. But it's just, you know, it, it, there's people who carry by tucking in their pants or tucking in their belt. I think it was mm -hmm. safer than that because it covered up. It went around the trigger guard and then covered up the trigger. So it was safe. And I, I don't know. I thought it worked for me for a while when I first started doing this. And then I was like, no, this is just not this is not optimal. <laughs> you know yeah yeah i seen a video that wasn't too pleasant about a guy who was carrying like that and he decided yeah. he wanted to bend down to pick something up and Boop. well <laughs> yeah yeah you know he uh got a little bullet in a, a, a special place that i would never want to have a bullet uh wait 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 well, how was he how was he carrying with with one of the things over the trigger guard no, he just straight Oh, up. just tucking it in. Just tucking yep, it in. Just tucking it right in, and I mean right on top of his junk. And Yeah. <laughs> no, I, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't just tuck it in or whatever to your waistband or, you know, like you see in the movies. That's, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Once I did, like, got into this enough, I realized that tucking it in wasn't good, but even doing that belt loop thing, because if you, so let's say you are, you know, let's say you're you're making a uh, you know a bathroom maneuver. Let's put it that way. You know, there's lots of reasons that that thing will flip out, and there's no way it could handle the weight of the gun. You know, I mean, you could I guess you could have made them really super tight and all that kind of stuff, but it's highly likely that the gun would, you know, come out of that thing. Or, you know. So I think I wound up just liking just a regular holster in the waistband um, kind of deal. And so I would do I would do uh, Kydex a lot and, you know, flip over. Let's see. The armsman says, I think leather holsters have their place usually with higher end revolvers or classic 1911s, chest rigs, etc. But Kydex is easier to maintain, holds more securely and doesn't hold <laughs> moisture. What do you guys say to that? Sounds about right to me. To a certain, to a certain degree is true. Yeah. I mean, there's there's not a whole lot. To, to Karen for the leather, honestly. Um, I forget the name of the, the leather conditioner I have, but I'll, I'll wipe them down once a month mm -hmm. and, and they're good to go. Yeah, yeah leather yeah, leather is usually good. Uh, what's it? What are you saying? Mink oil works really good on leather and keeping it conditioned and nice and plush and hydrated. Yeah. yeah. If you guys look at the Sam Andrews uh, How It's Made videos that we've done, he's got lots of good pointers. I wish I could remember those right now, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, my thinker is okay, not I working use, as good uh, as it used to. Uh, Black Rock, Black Rock leather conditioner. It's meant for Black cowboy Rock. boots, cowboy hats, that type of thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, re I don't use anything on the leather holsters that that we have in there fine but i know that that's like that the sam andrew stuff is pretty good and you really don't have to do anything to it you know um i think you would have to use something if you really got caught in the rain now that's like let's say you get caught in the rain with training or something like that right mm -hmm. or it gets super um super sweaty 
that's a situation. What is up with my camera, man? Nothing. There we go. Nothing's working properly today. Okay. So um, that's a situation I think that if if it's high, high um, sweat, raining or something like that might be a situation where you would have to clean that holster up after that and then retreat it and you know but i still i found because a lot of people say that leather is just not tough and i don't think that's really true or they even talk about the retention and i don't see that with the leather holsters that i have they have a lot no, of I, retention. I have no issues with retention i have no issues with um position fit or anything like that i've never had a, never had any problems with them um I got a couple of them. I'll be getting a couple more here soon. I have one company I work with. Um, they've been really good. Uh, so we'll be getting another one from them here shortly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's, I've never had any issues about once, once a month here and there, if need be, if, when I'm in use, if I'm not mm -hmm. in use, I don't, I don't touch them. I don't have to mess with them, but yeah, generally I'll use them more in the winter time when I'm wearing a coat. Yeah. Uh, and then the flip side of that, even for Kydex, I find that like Kydex is not, it, it is tough. So I'm not trying to say Kydex is not tough, but Kydex is not as like, it's, it's not a forever thing. Like some people think, mm -hmm. you know, right. um, it'll break down just like anything else. I'm sure. Yeah. You know, and then one of the things, so here's my pet peeve about Kydex, which I do, I would say I probably carry a Kydex holster more than I carry a leather holster. But my pet peeve about Kydex is the clips and stuff like that will destroy uh, leather seats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you have those leather, like, bolstered seats that come, you know, like, man, that makes me so mad when that, when that, uh, when the clip or something like that will get stuck in the leather and rip. Okay. Yeah. They'll, they'll yeah. get your seats. They'll get yeah. the, the edge of your belt, uh, the edge of your pants, mm -hmm. all of that. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's see. Wolfwind Prepper says, I sit my holster in my pants when using the bathroom. Yeah, that's good. Uh, yeah. What's what's you guys... Uh, yeah, Gorillas and Guns, I know this might be a little personal, but what's your uh, bathroom <laughs> etiquette for your carry, you know, when you're uh, about to sit on the throne there? Well, I pull it out and I sit <laughs> it on my lap. No. <laughs> I, I definitely take it out, but I, I'll sit it on like the counter or the the tank, you know, whatever. Um, oh, so wait, so wait, wait, wait! You're taking it. You take it. Uh, you take it. Oh, because you're not because you're not carrying a holster. I am carrying a holster. I got okay. a, a holster at the so, three o'clock position. That's where I carry. Okay, so you'll take the whole holster off and put it somewhere. No. Okay. Nope, just the gun. You're gonna have to paint us a picture. Okay, so you take. The gun out of the holster, mm -hmm. and then. You want me to the demonstrate? Gun. I can stand up so everybody can see now. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go easy. We let's go. On. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I just take pull the gun out and you know mm -hmm. sit it down like uh you know on the counter next to me or on the tank behind me and. Okay. Drop the drawers and. You know, handle your rip. business. Handle the business. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, crazy Scotsman. Uh, what's your? Uh, how do you? Uh, um, I'll, your I'll take it off the holster and the holster and put it down, usually on the top or on the behind, where wherever it's easy for me to get to. But in, in case, because you never know what's going to happen. Right, but in the holster. In the holster, yeah. Oh, that's inter that's interesting. See, usually, so I'll drop I'll drop trowel. 
you know, but I'll keep my, I'll make sure that my holster is right there because, you know, you're like sitting on the mm -hmm. thing. So I'll make sure that the holster's right there where I don't have to like go behind me to get, if somebody tries to sneak up on me in the bathroom, I want it right there where I could just reach, you know, and snap mm -hmm. it out of the holster. But it, it's interesting. It's interesting to know how, um, you know, how people do that. I always worry, like, you know, in the public bathrooms, like, this is going to sound weird. <laughs> but, you know, I'm always worrying that someone's either going to, like, see that thing. Because, you know, in men's bathrooms, the, the stall wall doesn't go all the way down. What the hell is the reason for that? Why do they leave room under those freaking stalls? Where, you know, is it like deliberate? Is it some kind of thing where people can put their feet under there and try to tap out signals or reach their hand? Like, what, what, is, what is the purpose of that? I don't That's know. in case you got to share toilet paper. You can pass it on. No, hell stall. no. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. If you sit next to me and you run out of toilet paper, you are asked out literally and figuratively. What, you, you can't spare a square? No, 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 <laughs> no, man, no toilet paper is going over the border <laughs> to anyone. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. How, uh, let's see. Appalachian Gunrunner says Kydex wears out less over time. Leather can become soft eventually with daily use. Also, Kydex has better retention without needing straps. I think that depends on how the holster is made, but. In general, I think I could agree with that, right? Yeah, it's going to depend on how it's made. Yeah. Um, not all leather holsters use straps for retention. No. Um, you know, some just use the regular screw, and I've never had a problem with them. But Yeah. Again, it's just going to vary over the years. If you use it every day, constantly, it's going to, of course, it's going to wear out. Yeah. Richard Maunder says it comes down to who builds it, like most things that you buy. Um, and I agree with that. But yeah, I know. So for example, Sam Andrews builds, like he always puts metal and different things into his holsters to help with, ret with retention, mm. you know? So I've never in those seen any kind of retention problem. So um, let's see what we got. Kathy Music Lover says, I like cardboard holsters. And you, that's the box. Is that what we, cardboard <laughs> holsters? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Appalachian Gunrunner says, holsters, I carry my EDC on a sling. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, that's what, uh, what is this? Armin Axis says, that's what I do to use the crapper. Uh, yeah, Len Holt said, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah, Len Holt <laughs> says he whips it out, then places it carefully somewhere. <laughs> and Flying Rich says, pocket carry stays in pocket. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Night Train says, put down the piece, drop the drawers, and bake cakes. <laughs> um, and then Appalachian Gunrunner says, pull my pistol out of the holster, lay my pistol in my pants, then reholster when I'm done. Yeah, don't you don't you worry, Scott, about leaving it behind or whatever? You know. Oh no, because it's always on my mind, always. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah if, you, if you forget that, you got problems. Right. Yeah. It's happened. <laughs> it's happened though, right? Haven't like cops and stuff like that left? Um, oh, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure, sure it has. But yeah, it's. See, here's the thing. Don't get complacent. Mm -hmm. 
they get yes. complacent and when you get complacent that's when you forget stuff absolutely or yeah. make mistakes yeah first off for me because i prefer my home bowl so I try not to use the public restrooms at all anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, Are you a shy pooper? That's, no, that's, I just, uh, you, yeah. you know, you walk into some of them public bathrooms and you don't even want to be in there. Nonetheless, have oh, to sit sure. down yeah, on the for toilet, yeah. you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just um, disgusting. Yeah. You guys might be too manly, but I'm not too manly to admit I am a shy pooper. Mm. Yeah. I'm sure, you know, I don't. I think everyone prefers prefer to poop at home. Yeah. Mm. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You know, I want my own territory, you know. <clears throat> like um, on Family Guy when they did that episode when Quagmire and Peter were mm-hmm. realized they both played the guitars and harmonized together really mm-hmm. well and they made mm-hmm. that song home bowl i mm-hmm. was like that's the perfect song for me <laughs> okay i'm gonna have to go back i never saw that one i was uh, i was thinking about rick and morty there's a rick and morty episode that uh where rick is a oh, shy yeah. pooper yeah yeah and he's got the toilet on that planet it's only yeah. his and then that one alien guy uses it <laughs> yeah if there's a reason for space travel to me it would be so that I can have my bathroom on another planet where no one else could go. My mm-hmm. my dream house would be to have my own bathroom. Mm-hmm. Lola Strange is not allowed. Like, it locks <laughs> out everyone else except me. No one else could go in there. Just me. So are you going to have, like, fingerprint, eye scanners, all yeah, of that stuff? All of that. I would do that. <laughs> Keep everyone the hell out of my bathroom. <laughs> you know? That's how I would prefer it, to be honest with you. Um... <clears throat> The armsman says, I clean it while I'm paying respects to the porcelain god. Keeps me entertained. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he must okay. carry a cleaning kit yeah. with him everywhere then. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Or well, what is he cleaning it with? It's like, okay, here, let me just, uh, you know, let me just pee on this. I'll make it, you know. <laughs> like, how exactly, you know? What are you using for lubrication? <laughs> yeah. What's your what's your barrel rod, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay, we should probably we should probably get off this. <laughs> uh, at some point here, Lola's gonna start texting me. Uh change the subject. <laughs> change it. Going off the rails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lots I mean, of what's what's the Who Moved My Freedom podcast without a little detour off the rails? You know? right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I told you guys we're not going to have any worries getting into stuff. Okay, so listen, yeah, let's just definitely, let's definitely switch up here. Uh, what's been going on with you guys? Crazy Scotsman, you got something going on with you out there in the gun world you want to get into? Yeah, um, I've just been building, uh, making more ARs, you know, doing uh, doing the freedom thing. Um, and I've been noticing parts have been coming down in price quite a bit. Um, so if you're out there and you're a builder like me, um, you might, if you haven't seen it already, parts are coming down in price. So, and you're seeing more and more lowers coming in stock, things like that. So, it's getting better slowly but surely. It's getting better. Oh, okay. What have you What have you been uh, pricing lately? What are you building? Uh, the latest one is a nine millimeter uh, PCC. So, uh, okay, nine millimeter carbon. Okay. Yeah, and you've been seeing so like where where do you, and either one of you guys can jump in here. Where do you guys usually get your gun parts from? Um, so for me, it'll vary. Uh, usually, uppers and lowers. I always like to use Aero Precision. I'm just okay. picky that way. Uh, 
I'm just picky that way. Uh, they they make a nice upper and lower. Uh, yeah. They're easy to use. Um, you know, they've been doing so that for a really long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as far as other stuff, Wing Tactical, uh, mm-hmm. AR-15 discounts. Uh, Joe Bob Outfitters is probably one of the best ones out there. Um, mm-hmm. You'll have your parts within two to three days usually. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're super quick. Uh, nothing but excellent service from them. Okay. And you've seen the prices coming down on there. Is it significant or? It's significant to, to make a big difference, yeah. Um, and more and more in stock is, is the key. Uh, okay. More and more stuff coming back in stock. Oh, okay. That's good. What Are you seeing that same thing, Gorillas and Guns? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I haven't really been hunting too much for parts here recently because I've mm-hmm. been doing more of the, uh, the gunsmithing school stuff, so I've been busy with that. But I did just recently build this one back here mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. um, but yeah like like the scotsman said i always use aero precision for everything uh, because first off they make great stuff and it's affordable i mean you can go and look at some of these other manufacturers out there and they're selling their lowers for two three hundred dollars and you could buy a, a, a nice aero precision lower anywhere from you know 70 up to 120 bucks you know I yeah depending on where you buy it from because you can get yeah. aero precision like pretty much i know brownells yeah. carries them a lot mm-hmm. of, you know Anywhere. a lot of people do yeah mm-hmm. and um I bought an upper and lower, stripped upper and lower set for 125 bucks man i mean that was the best 125 mm-hmm. bucks i ever spent okay I was gonna so. say what what so in the if we're coming off the peak of you know um, you know this kind of like buying that we've seen over the last year what was the peak price for getting let's say getting all the parts you need collectively to build an AR what were you guys seeing out there? Oh man, anything. Uh... Mostly, you're going to be well over a thousand bucks. Is where really? it was at okay. the time. Oh yeah, yeah. So you couldn't um, go. To, you couldn't because I remember before all of that, you could you know sometimes build a gun for like three, four hundred bucks, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah. Before before this happened, the last one I put together was probably about six hundred bucks. Six. Okay. Um, and then um, right right before it happened. I had a guy ask me to build one for him, and I dropped. That one was about nine hundred. Okay, but and that's then, that's what nice and, parts and everything, right? Like, no, that one there was with the cheapest stuff I could find. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. Okay. And then the next one after that was pretty much right in the same realm, um, and parts were getting harder and harder to get. And that one took almost six months just because I'm waiting on parts. Hmm. Okay. What about you, Scott? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I hadn't really done a whole bunch of shopping around during the whole, you know, things mm-hmm. going crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I was waiting for Gorilla Machining to get their uh, parts kit back in stock, but that just didn't happen. So, because I, I bought that Aero Precision Lower, God, it's about a year and a half ago. Um, so I was like, you know, I need to finish this because like, I was trying to build a 300 blackout. So I was like, I got to finish this thing. So I went on the search. Um, I bought a Magpul MOE lower build kit from Palmetto State Armory. And I'll tell you, they did me justice on that. Within five days of the order, I had all the parts right at my door. Mm-hmm. Um, and I ordered on a Saturday. So that includes Saturday and Sunday, I'm saying, mm-hmm. within five days. Um, 
<clears throat> plus they're not too far from me anyway but uh and that was very affordable and then i was shopping around for a complete upper just to make it a little easier on myself uh and i couldn't find anything anywhere for under 500 bucks and then i found uh bear creek arsenal had it uh for a little over 300 so i mm-hmm. pulled the trigger on that one and that's what you see back there oh, okay all right yeah so yeah. that that all together cost me around 580 okay yeah, that's not mm-hmm. too bad. What's the lowest price you guys have seen? You either like completely already built, or you you were able to get the parts together yourself and build a gun. Because I know I remember when you could buy a complete AR for like four hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and there were still people like, "Oh, I could build that cheaper." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." I haven't seen them that low in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the lowest one I've seen right now is about seven. Mm-hmm. I was about to say this, but I, I really haven't been looking too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I usually, again, I build most of mine, so I haven't really been looking mm-hmm. too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just if I happen to see them when I'm shopping for parts and stuff. But yeah, um, the lowest cost one I've put together, I'm I'm probably going to say right about probably six. Six, okay, that's the lowest. But I'm, I'm picky on parts, though. Yeah, you know, yeah. So you're not like I know some people will get Blem stuff or this thing mm-hmm. or you know there, there's always ways you get some stuff. I don't mind off buying of... I don't mind buying Blem parts, mm-hmm. um, but I'm picky about what components I use. So you know what manufacturers and stuff. Yeah, what about you, Gorillas and Guns? Uh, the cheapest one I built, I'm going to say it, it probably cost me about two twenty-five to build, but. Damn. <laughs> the only reason is because a whole bunch of people donated me a bunch of parts because oh, okay. it was the, yeah. yeah that that was actually my first AR and I, I always said if I'm gonna have an AR I want to mm-hmm. put it together myself mm-hmm. so I went out and bought that stripped upper and lower arrow precision and then a, a bunch of good friends just jumped in and started sending me parts and I was like man before I knew it I was I had the thing together and I was shooting it oh cool all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Tram says, uh, since I 3D print guns, I get my parts basically everywhere. <laughs> so there you go. I mean, there's still parts that you, even if you're 3D printing, you still have to uh, buy some stuff. And uh, Dan hates you, said Brownells, BCM, Blem. So there you go. Uh, by the way, uh, you you mentioned uh, PSA. I think I actually did a... Um, I actually did a video for PSA. I don't know if it's out yet. It might be coming out soon where I did the assembly of a lower. So if anyone sees it out there, let me know. It's it's not going to be on any of my stuff. It's going to be on uh, PSA stuff. So when it's out there, yeah, you guys let me know. Um, Mm. I did that video. It was uh, and then behind the scenes, Lola and Babyface were there driving me totally batshit crazy. I actually did it over Babyface's place. Mm. So I have an affiliate link with uh, PSA. I, mm-hmm. I like them a lot, so I don't mind promoting their stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I said, they've always done me right, so mm-hmm. uh, you know I don't mind giving back a little bit if I can. Yeah, PSA's got some good stuff going on, mm-hmm. and and by the way, little rumor, you know, if we can get into this, uh, well, I don't think it's a rumor anymore. PSA has that dagger out, by the way, from what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. You guys hear about that yet? Not, yeah, supposedly that dagger is out there. Uh, someone told me. Oh, Such. Let me see if I can see. The, go ahead. Is is that the nine millimeter? Yeah, 
I think Such yeah. was it Such? I think Such had a video. Um, let me see. I haven't seen it, but I know someone told me. Yep. Let's see. Okay, here we go. I'm not gonna play too much, obviously, of Such's video. I don't want to, you know, get into trouble here with anyone. But you guys yeah. have to go check that out. The Palmetto State Dagger. Let's check. Yeah. So see, Such has that vid. It's out there. What? Oh, what? nice. Okay. So the dagger okay, is yeah. out there. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> that one um, I didn't know about. There was another like a uh, nine millimeter AR type one that they put out recently too, I believe. Uh, nine millimeter AR type. I'm not exactly sure what that is. Yeah, well, this is this is their gun that they built up from scratch. Remember, it was supposed to come out. Um, was that in the beginning of the year or in the first quarter? It was supposed to come out. And then there was some kind of issues. It seems they've got them fixed. And then so the people who had bought the first set but didn't get delivery, those guys got their delivery. And I hear that those are going out there now. So if anyone has one of those, uh, let us know. Yeah, one thing off the top that I see that I hate about that gun mm -hmm. is that they use the Glock takedown. Oh, the Glock style takedown? You're not a fan <laughs> of that? Well, that's so easy. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Why? Oh, do, are you agreeing here, Scotsman? What? It, it looks kind of like uh, uh, I don't know. I, I think they could get in trouble with that one. There, there's a, too many similarities to. Oh, you think uh, it looks too close? Too too close to like a polymer eighty style, um, mm -hmm. you know, as far as build itself. Mm -hmm. There, there's a lot of things that I see could be an issue. Okay. Yeah. It looks like a nice gun overall, but like I said, for me, uh, I just don't like that takedown. Yeah, let me see if I can go to the PSA website and find it um, while we're talking here. So I can, uh, I don't know, let's see. I'll go see if we can and my find next it. question would be, what, what kind of money are they asking for it? That would be yeah. the question. Yeah, so let's let's pull up the website here and take a look. Um all right, so here we go. Dagger. Let's put in Dagger. Let's see if we can get it to pop up here. It's not supposed to be super expensive. Uh, come on. What is going on? Well, that's definitely not the Dagger. Uh, products, PSA. Oh, here we go. Dagger. New. Okay, so there it goes. Shop now. It doesn't say the price here, so let's take a look, though. Um, hmm. Yeah, it does have the Glock. So, yeah, it does have a very close to the Glock takedown right there. Um, but the frame, the polymer frame, has some differences in it. Um, a lot of these, a lot of these types of guns are just going to look the same, right? It looks like it has the safety in the trigger, um, yep. the serrations. It's using Glock sights for sure. Yeah. That trigger uh, safety reminds me a lot of like Smith and Wesson's. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Okay, let me click shop now and see what the if the price comes up. Okay, so there's none. They're not in. They're not in stock, so it's not showing the price. It looks like you can get. Um, says out of stock. Okay. Yep. But um, okay. I'm not sure exactly what the price is. If someone knows, someone has an idea of the price. I thought this was coming in at a really like somewhere around like three fifty ish. I want to say like a sub four hundred dollar uh, gun. So yeah, I mean, that's what I thought that would be bad. Yeah, is it people in the chat? Uh, let's see. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, Gen Champ Jr. Yeah. Um. So I think that from from uh, I've spoken to to PSA a lot about it. They designed it from the ground up, but I mean, you know, it we're it's working the same way functionally like a lot of these polymer pistols are, right? Striker fired polymer pistols mm -hmm. are. So just that alone is going to make it look a lot like other stuff out there. Then it's using a lot of um, Glock parts that are readily available on the market out there so that you can interchange things. Um, I'm most excited to see where they take it and grow it from here. Now that they've right. got their own and then they can do what they want to do with it. And I think over time, um, you know, uh, Richard Mondo says that the price is in the Such video. And Len Holt says, I think it was two ninety nine with standard sights. That's not terrible. So I mean, so if it's priced what a Glock should be priced. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Clinton Ox says, seen it for three seventy nine. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see where this goes. Like, so I would like to get my hands on one. Um, and you know, if we could, if we could either buy it or we could get them to send it to us, we'll we'll do something and share that with all you guys. But I'm interested to see where this goes. Like, obviously, you're starting where a lot of other people are, and I think it's like what we're seeing in cars nowadays, right? Because mm -hmm. of aerodynamics and all these, and then all the government requirements, etc. Can you guys? I can't tell a, a BMW from a Hyundai anymore. The, the, most of them are all the same frame. It's just the, 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 you know, the body itself is different. Yeah. You know, with yeah. some little things, I mean, how much can you change the body? Go, go ahead, Scott. I mean, I see all different kinds of cars every day, all day long. So, I mean, mm -hmm. I can tell the difference right off the bat um, between most cars anyway, especially the ones I get to see a lot. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I mean, for for the most part... You know, they're all built on a you know unitized structure, so the framing is actually built into the vehicle. You know, everybody has their little. Uh, each manufacturer has each their own little niche on how they build around that platform and how they design that platform. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, but when you actually you know start dissecting them and getting into them, they're actually quite a bit different. Yeah, someone says, "I bet it takes Glock mags." Uh, it probably does. <laughs> Let's see, what kind of mags are we looking at here? These Glock mags are their own proprietary magazines. I don't, someone will, someone will let us know here. I think it's just Glock mags, which would make sense. Yeah, it, it would be, uh, it wouldn't be very cost effective to make it proprietary mags. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then because Glock mags are so readily available and there's a bunch yeah. of aftermarket people yeah. that make good, decent Glock mags as well. So, yeah. And you can get them cheap and yeah. they're a dime a dozen. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I think the potential here, the potential um, f like in the future for this is the thing. Uh, Vanessa Kitty says, my Ranger does not look like a car. I think a lot of vehicles, uh, for example, if you look at a modern day F-150, um, so a Dodge Ram and even a Toyota Tundra, I'm not saying I could tell the difference, right? But they look a lot alike. If you're not a car person and you're looking at the, you're like, what, what, what am I looking at here? It's little subtle things. I'll tell you what, mostly the badging. 
the badging yeah. is the big thing. Oh, that's a Ford. Okay. If you take off the badging on all these cars, most people will have a tough time um, looking at that thing and saying, oh, is this a Ford? Is it, you know, is it a Chevy or whatever? So, mm. um, uh, Appalachian Gunrunner says, Johnny B says it comes with one Magpul Glock 19 mag. Um, and uh, Gen Champ says PSA doesn't have anything that takes a proprietary uh, mag. 99% sure of that. Mm. Yeah. So did Johnny B put up a video? Maybe, I think maybe Johnny B, let me see if I could find, um, it's possible Johnny B did put a video out there. Let's see if we could find that. Um, I heard that there was, let me see, let me see what Johnny B has going on here. If we could find this. Uh, I don't see it actually. Yeah, I don't see nothing from him. No. Okay. Um, there may be one, but I haven't. I haven't seen it. So, if there is one, someone let let me know. And by the way, while we're while we're talking about that, I'm gonna point. I'm gonna ask everyone to go subscribe to these guys, and I'm gonna show their YouTube channels. Here's Gorillas and Guns. You know, you guys need to go up there, smash that subscribe button. You know, we need to get Gorillas and Guns to like two thousand subscribers here. Yeah, I'm only exactly. 600 away. That would be nice. Yeah, exactly. Um, I see you did something for Gun Mag Warehouse recently here. Yep, yep. Another one I have an affiliate link with, and I just bought yeah. a, I bought a six pack from them. <laughs> okay, very cool, very cool. And then uh, the crazy Scotsman is also there. We got to get him to 3,000. And let's see, what have you? What's your what's your last video you put up here, JB? Uh, 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 so I got uh, an AR-15 for $10. It's a raffle to help raise funds um, for someone who passed away. All right, what's up, guys? Oh, okay. Looks This looks nice. Yes. I like that stock so. you got on there. And uh, Aero Precision, uh, of course. You know, yep. I like the fluted barrel on it, too. What's the handguard? Is that yeah. from Aero? No, that's uh, that's a girl machine handguard. Uh, so a lot of parts were donated from people. Uh, they help they help buy some parts and put together. So, oh, okay, very nice. Yeah. So, so all you folks out there that are look watching at this, please go uh, subscribe to both of those channels. Um, shout out to uh, Black Diamond Guns and Gear. I see him out there in the chat. What um, up, Josh? Yeah, and Armsman says Johnny B has a video on it. I think he just released it today. So, uh, there you go. Um, and what is this? Gen Champ says, a couple of my friends call me a poor because I have a few PSA things. Best part is I outshoot them with them. Yeah. Uh, people who get into that are out of their minds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I got a 9mm um, pistol, carbine pistol from PSA, and I love it, man. I mean, that thing runs like a champ. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't like the idea of like the whole pores situation. Do you guys know? You guys know what that's all about? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. they may, they take a look at the like the AKV. The AKV is probably one of the most popular pistol uh, pistol rifles right now. It's that thing is is really nice and no issues with it whatsoever. People are loving it. Yeah. Yeah. 
There you go. Dude Abide says, watch his cars or gun talk tonight. I'm on a short break at work. I need some strange fix. Um, well, if you're just joining us, we were talking earlier about proper bathroom etiquette for concealed carry. Yep. Yeah. How you stash your junk <laughs> while, you're, while your junk is out. Think How you stash that. your junk while you're doing the funk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I don't know. But th there are there's always people they're going to get into the poor situation. Right. There's always your super gun snobs that because they I don't know, whatever. What's the what's the high end gun stuff that everyone. Uh, so if you're a rifle guy, what's the high end rifle that everyone thinks that this is for the rich? And then what's the rifle that everyone thinks is for the pores? Can you guys tell um, me? I mean, everyone thinks like Savage is for the poor. And honestly, Savage makes some excellent rifles for the price. You really, they really do. They, they put a lot more into them than you think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. Savage is probably one of the ones that's, that's labeled as the poor man's rifle. Yeah. So what's for the riches in, in comparison to that? Uh, well, Daniel Defense seems to be pretty up there in price um christensen arms they're, they're up there in price mm -hmm. uh, i have a christensen arms um over here and i'll tell mm -hmm. you what man that thing is so smooth though mm -hmm. you know it's a, it's a piston driven um but mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's like yeah it's i like think lwrc is probably on the pricey end but you know i mean I, and people are saying huh People out there are saying CMMG. They're pretty expensive. <laughs> CMMG is on the uh, is for the riches, really. Okay, you know, uh, Vanessa Kitty says Savage is fifteen minutes for me. Noveski, I think yes. A lot of a lot of the gun guys I know who are the elite, <laughs> the elite gun owners have Noveskis. I never did you did you guys ever have a Noveski? Mm -mm. Nope. No, I never had one of those. No, I've I've handled plenty of them. Um, I've shot a lot of the higher end stuff. Mm -hmm. They're all nice, but yeah, I'd, I'd rather put my own stuff together for the money yeah. I'm putting into it. Knight's Armament—that's one right there. Knight's Armament is is uh, one of those. But you can have those. That's the thing. You can have those if you really want to. You know, mm -hmm. um, I've had a LWRC. I don't think I have LWRC right now, but I've had LWRC. I do have a Daniel Defense, and, and mine happens to be an expensive one. But I'll say this, like I also, so I have a Daniel Defense Integrally Suppressed 300 Blackout Rifle, and then I built an Integrally Suppressed 300 Blackout Rifle using the Liberty Suppressors Upper that they have. I think it's called the Leonidas. And honestly, I like the Leonidas better, but I'm not trying to say that the Daniel Defense, it, it, it's, you know, I, I think it's it's okay, it's good, it's, you know, for what it is, but there's too much branding on it and not enough, like, stuff to me that makes it, oh, why is this so different, you know, other than, oh, we make our own special branded uh, Daniel Defense stocks or something like that you know yeah that's one thing i don't like with a lot of companies is they'll throw their brand in everywhere it doesn't have to be that just put a little bit on there that's all it has to be we keep it clean i'd rather my money goes into um i'd rather my money goes into something cool and innovative in that thing i don't care like i have a sig and i don't know I, there's some people who are who they put like sig on that level and i have a sig rifle um and it's the it's like what is mine like a 
patrol something like that you know mm-hmm. uh what is it like 519 something patrol but mm-hmm. y- you know the as we're we're in a state right now where you can get a good ar pattern rifle that functions really well and even has the benefit of like the good barrels or triggers or whatever and you don't have to spend a lot of money and I'm not against any of these companies that we're discussing, right? I think it's all cool. But give me yeah. something next level for my money that I'm giving up. I want some next level type stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Well, for me, you know, it's kind of hard for me to judge what's for richers and poors. Because to me, yeah. for a rifle, if it's over a thousand, I think that's for rich people. You know, handguns, if it's more than 500, it's for rich people. <laughs> yeah everyone everyone knocks high point for example i think and check it out i'm rocking the high point hat right now Mm -hmm. everyone knocks high point and i guess that's like the ultimate pours gun uh when you when you catch a a, you know when you get capped with it you know (laughs) you're not gonna be like how dare you sir (laughs) you shot me with a high point you know what i'm saying you're going to catch that bullet the same way. And I've seen um, high points work to me relatively well, considering, uh, you know, like, okay, I'm going to admit that they're not attractive. I'm, I'm hoping high point makes more attractive guns. You know, the Yeet Cannon is coming out. It's getting, it's, you know, it looks, the prototype looks more attractive. So, so they're still working on that? The Yeet Cannon? Uh, I think they're still working on it. They haven't released it yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been what, like two years now? <laughs> it's been it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been at maybe, least maybe two I'll shot shows. Maybe I'll huh? take a trip down there and see if we can get a little uh, tour and see what's going on. Of the what's up with see the E cannon? Yeah, yeah, you're pretty close to them, ain't you, Scotsman? Yeah, they're only a couple hours away. Okay, have you ever been there to visit? I've never been there. No, I have not. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've I'm, had. I'm not a high point fan, but oh. You know, Everyone should have, every gun guy should have a high point. This is, I look at everything like this. I don't discriminate against car, anything that I like. I don't discriminate against. I like women, mm. don't discriminate. Although Lola Strange, she's most awesome on the face of the planet, as far as, I, as, far as I'm concerned. But I don't discriminate. Um, <laughs> um, you know, I have to put that little, you know, put that in there for later on yeah Yeah, so i can actually eat you know that kind of stuff but i don't discriminate against women i don't discriminate against cars i don't discriminate against guns and i think everyone should have a high point man i got one if you don't if so if you don't have money and you're thinking man what gun out there can i buy brand new to be honest with you you could buy a high point used that's Mm -hmm. what i think about you if you bought a high point used and you had a problem with it they're going to take care of it. And that's a big deal right there. So let's say someone has, you know, uh, you know, you want to make sure who you're buying it from is reputable. <laughs> you know, in terms of like, you know, you're not buying it from like a gangbanger or something, you know, who's trying to sell it like as a Glock 40. You know, you don't want to do that. But I bought my high point from uh, a pawn shop. And when I went to open it to clean it, because back then I always like, which is a crazy thing. I don't really do it anymore, but you get a, you know, you get a gun old or new, used or new, you buy a gun, you take it apart and clean it, right? Mm-hmm. So I took that thing apart, some springs popped out, gone. Could never find those things. Called up High Point. I thought they were going to ask me for the serial number. And they're like, no, what's your address? 
and they sent the parts out there, I fixed it, got it, got it back together, um, and, and got it working. And High Point really takes care of of the guns that they put out there in the world. So I think it's I'll a good place you, to start. Another good company like that is mm-hmm. Diamondback Firearms. I mm-hmm. got one here um, that had a dead trigger in it. Mm-hmm. I sent them an email, explained to them, hey, it's the trigger is faulty. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a dead trigger. And they just... All right, what's your shipping address? A couple yeah. weeks, I had it. Yeah, Diamondback is here in Florida. What Diamondback do you have? It's a DB9. DB9, which the original one? Yeah, it's the first generation the one. The first yet. gen? Oh, okay. Yeah, Diamondback hates me pretty much nowadays. <laughs> uh, I got to say that. But I like I like some of their stuff. Like They make great mm. ARs, by the way. If you're looking, we're talking about ARs. I think Diamondback makes great ARs, but they hate me because of that... Uh, that uh db9 the original ones yeah you know they weren't that great i just kind of inherited that one so you know because it didn't work so it was like oh here you go you can have this Mm -hmm. say that again you how did you get this (laughs) i inherited it you inherited it (laughs) oh okay (laughs) i didn't go out shopping for it so you got it for free (laughs) (laughs) yes okay now that's my kind of that's my kind of gun it's for the fours you know (laughs) <laughs> right. No, well how does it work now? So how does it work? Uh it still has a couple issues, but Yeah, um, uh no kidding. <laughs> I'm not su- I'm not the, surprised. The trigger's good though. The does it have some now. accuracy issues cuz I know that's what I was complaining about with the original well, ones. You know, I can't really get that far with it, so oh. I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> uh here's my advice to you, get a high point, sir. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that cuz I'm wearing the hat and you know, they sponsor the podcast and everything. Uh, in terms of Barnules, when you guys see us talking about Barnules, High Point and Barnules are under the same umbrella. But, um, oh, right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got a bunch of their ammo recently, um, some 300 Blackout steel case. Yeah. And I've been shooting it through that guy. And it, it eats it up, man. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That. So the thing, just quickly for anyone who wants to know, the thing with Diamondback is that that nine, that first, those nine pistols they came out with were not that great. And so we did a thing on it and I had to tell people, hey, this is what we're finding. And then when they came out with um, they came out with new ones, I think that work a lot better. And we did something on that because they reached out. They were like, hey, you know, we developed new ones. You guys want to take a look at this, which we did. And they worked a lot better. And we put that out there. But somewhere along the way, whoever does their marketing only saw the bad stuff I said about them. And then when they put out that five, seven, um, AR that they have out there and I was like hey you know we would love to get a look at that 5.7 they were like we will never <laughs> mm. you know <laughs> I was in a serious doghouse just because just you know and they don't realize that I've put out yes I didn't like that original one but I like the newer versions that they put out there they didn't realize all that and I think that's too bad for them because ultimately what we're supposed to do here is genuinely tell folks out there what our experiences are with these things Mm -hmm. and they need to make it better you know absolutely you know we're out here and uh, you know if we're not honest with our viewers what's the point you know gotta be honest we gotta be honest with the companies yeah, and regardless of how much it costs, it needs to work. <laughs> yeah, yes, how can yeah. they make, how can they be better if they don't get honest feedback? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like I think what high points typically work, um, from what we've seen, they work. Oh, yeah, I'm just gonna say mm-hmm. they just they just need to look better. 
Yeah, I got a carbine, high point carbine, and yeah. I haven't had a single issue with it. Yeah. Um, you know, except for guys with beards, that might not, you know. There's the, there's the rubber man, on that man, thing. You, you got you to work on that bump fluff on your face and actually get yep. some... Uh, Oh, oh, I know, Extra I know. Cushion for the recoil. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever? So the so I don't know, Scotsman. Do you have a, a carbine? You ever shot the high point carbine? No, I don't have a high point whatsoever. Oh, okay. Is this like a religious <laughs> thing with you? No high points for you, or you just haven't come across it? No, no high points, no Glocks, and probably never will. Wait, oh, so you have a definite problem <laughs> with high points and Glocks? What is the? What's your issue? What's your malfunction? I don't, with I don't have a problem per mm-hmm. se with high point. I, their their carbines mm-hmm. run from everything I've seen. They run great. Um, their pistols are horrendous. Um, they're just straight horrendous. They're, uh, in what way? You've, you've shot them. You've shot them, or I've shot them, but that's I'm not I'm not impressed. Okay, so what is it you don't like? Do you don't like the ergonomics? Uh, you don't like the feel yeah, of I mean, it, the, the looks? The feel, the ergonomics, um, the weight, um, you know, those constant feet issues with the pistols. They're just, they jam up a lot. Uh, the magazines are horrible. There, there's just, the list just goes on with a high point pistol. It, it's ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, they have some low capacities. That's one thing. Yeah, one thing I don't like is the capacities. Like their magazines are too low capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, what? So which? What were you shooting? Like that you had uh, feed issues with it? What were you? Were you shooting nine? Just a regular, just a regular nine or C nine. Hmm. Okay. Okay. And that, over the years, um, especially when I was running the range a couple of years back, I mm-hmm. see issues with them all the time. Yeah, all I'm the time. Armament in Axis says, oh, Scotsman has a big problem with Glock. What's your Glock issue? <laughs> Tell us. Share. Share uh, the world. Many people have heard this before, but Glock, mm-hmm. Glock never listens to their customers. That's the issue I have. That's the biggest issue I got. They never listen to what the customer wants. They okay. always keep coming out with the same freaking gun, and it's a Gen 5 or it's a Gen 3, you know, all they did is go back and change it. Gen three, Gen one, they make subtle changes, and there you go. It's the same freaking gun. Yeah, and they, they market it. They got the market. They got the price, and it's, the price is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could argue that. I don't know, Scott. You think? Um, yeah, I think I think Glock is pretty. Um, they're pretty caught up in themselves. <laughs> Yeah, a Glock is a Glock is a Glock is a Glock. Yeah, I think so. I carry Glocks right now. Um, uh, You know, I like I transition from what I carry to something else very slowly. You know, Um, so I've been I've been very slowly transitioning, guys. You know, I guess I'm I'm coming out right now, and confessing to you guys. So, so so what what are you been carrying? I'm carrying I'm carrying a Glock, but I'm very slowly transitioning to a walther and i'm taking my time doing it and all that kind of stuff i'm not rushing into it walther does like sponsor the podcast and all that but they've never put any kind of pressure on me for do to do any of that they've been i think they've been sponsoring us for over a year probably approaching like two years you know but for me i just very slowly go through all of that because i want all these 
you know, things to fit in and I want to take my time to do it. But that being said, at this moment, right now, there is a Glock on my hip. Um, but I, I would agree with a lot of the stuff that you're saying. I don't think, I think Glock has two customers, right? So, uh, one, and, and one of them blends into the other one, but they have the customers like us, guys who look like us, regular, regular gun guys that are out there. And you're right. They don't listen to us, right? They're not really concerned. And then the other customer that they have that I think if they listen to anyone, they listen to that customer is the law enforcement uh, customer that's out there. And maybe even on another level, potentially, you know, they want the military to be bigger customers to them than they mm -hmm. already are. And they that's it. That's all they care about. Yep. You know, and so that's why they don't make any big changes. <laughs> yep. You know, and they're selling everything they make. So they, you know, and then they're pretty, you know, I'm not saying, I think that they're really good guns and there's, you know, I think Einstein said simplicity is genius and I think the Glock is really simple and to them, they're like, we don't have to listen to these idiots and complicate things, but I don't, to me personally, I would agree with you because I don't think what we're asking for is complicated, you know? No, no, no one's asking for a whole lot. You know, mm. change the side saw. Can make it come with better sights right off the bat. Because everything, everything that I've seen over the years, one of the first things people change is right off the rip. They change the sights. They yep. change the trigger. They change the. You know, I buy a gun. I shouldn't have to change all that. Yeah, I've not. I don't. I do change those things, but I don't change it on what I carry. I've never had. Mm -hmm. so, so you've had. Have you guys had issues with the the sights? on the Glock because I've never like I've trained with Glocks and never had like the sights fall out or anything like that, which I've had with other guns. Like, I, I tested that theory here not too long ago. The sights mm -hmm. didn't fall out, but the, the slide came right off. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> That's I also not... fixed it into a nice pretty gun at the end too. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I agree with you. Like for me, if I buy, so I have a ton of Glocks. Right, I have like probably three or four Glock 19s, at least three Glock 17s. <laughs> you know, here's I mean, the okay. thing with Glock, man. Glock could literally release a big brown turd, and all the Glock guys will run out there and buy it because it says Glock. Well, so for me, here's my thing: these I know that these guns work and do what I want them to do, and I could just pick them up. I could walk out of the store with one and I know it works and does what I need it to do. Mm. And I've trained with a bunch of different ones, put it like, you know, in a weekend, a thousand rounds through it and everything's been good. You know, I know I would agree when you say the sights aren't the best and the trigger is not the best, but the thing is it's a known quantity, right? So that's the reason mm. why I always feel that way. And because like in, in our family, it's like four of us, I always feel like, okay, I want to have these because these are known quantities. And I don't really, there. there's other Glocks outside of that or Glock clones. I'm not even talking about those. You know, there's other like, oh, these, this is for the beautifulness of the slide or whatever. But these are known quantities that I know I could pick this up from anywhere and this thing is going to function the way I need to unless some Yahoo bought one and then change all this stuff on it. <laughs> That's where I feel like it runs into problems and I think I would agree with you but from a completely different angle. If you're going to buy a Glock and then change it into not a Glock, why the hell are you wasting your time and your money? 
why are you doing that? I agree with you. And that's why, like, even now I, I'm looking at other things because I'm like, well, okay, if, 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 if I need something else and these guys don't necessarily want to do that, let me start looking in other places and then figuring out what exactly, um, you know, fits what I'm trying to do. So I've tried the 365. I think it's too, it's too small for my hands. I've, I've tried a bunch of other things out there, you know, um, to find... Mm -hmm. Because what I'm carrying now is a Glock 43, and I think um, I want a little bit more out of it, but I don't want to do. Uh, I don't want to start having to change a whole bunch of things. And I think if you're going to get it, if you're going to get a Glock for 600 bucks, let's say, and then you're going to drop a thousand dollars into it, you should just not buy that gun in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. You know, but I know that's coming from from a t completely different point of view. If if um you know, if I if we went if we went apocalyptic right now, the the handguns I'm going to take with me at this moment that I'm going to tell everyone in the family throw one of these in your backpack, it's probably going to be the Glock. Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy. I have that's the crazy part. Really. Of that no issues with glocks other than you know like the scotsman was saying they all look exactly the same they just have different numbers some might be bigger and smaller or whatever you know um but my main problem is that frame the undercut on the trigger guard just digs into my hand right here so they're not comfortable for me so i really don't like shooting them i mean i can shoot them and hit the center of the target dead nuts every time but it just gets really uncomfortable for me really fast because of that trigger guard. Mm, okay. Um, I don't know if you have that same problem, JB. Yeah, it's the, the, the grip angle for me is one of the big ones. The, okay. the grip angle is not good for me. How did your, how did your Scottish hands get maimed by 1911s? I don't get it. <laughs> how did this happen to you like i understand why it happened to gorillas and guns how the hell did it happen to you man and, and see that's the thing like 1911s I, I shoot those fine i have no issue yeah that's what i'm saying how did i know how did i know that you know but but when it comes to the glock they just don't fit good they don't fit no. well i don't shoot them well um, what's your what's your handgun that you like what do you think is like the close i'm not, I'm not saying perfect but Best handgun out there for you? Uh, for me, I, I, the the CZ. Um, I CZ. carry a PO9. Is, is what I'm usually carry PO9. Okay. Um, so you wear tight jeans. A, you wear tight jeans also. Clothes. You're a tight jean wearing kind of dude also, right? Is that what? No, I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's gonna say that. <laughs> I don't oh, really mean. No, I'm just skinny no jeans here. None of that crap. Yeah, no. it's coming right now in the <laughs> chat. It's coming right now. Okay, you like the CZ. You're a CZ guy. Yep. Okay. All right. CZ, Smith and Wesson. Um, you know, but as far as like a striker fire, a striker fire pistol, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the CZ PO9. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, sorry, not the, the PO9 is as a hammer fire. Um, um, but as far as polymer, that's that's where I would go. Okay. What about you, Scott? Best handgun. <sighs> Um, it's hard because I have so many. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about like if if it. So let's say let's say some stuff was about to go down. You don't know. Oh, you got to walk my, away from all your guns. What handgun is going with you? My P320. P320. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, those have come. Uh, I, I need to get. I need to get a P three twenty. I had Mine's the P two fifties. Oh, it's still stock. Yeah. See, I had the P two fifties back in the day, and I really liked those for their modularity, but the triggers yeah. were horrible. So I haven't really gotten into the P three twenties as much as I should have. So the, the uh, trigger on the P three twenty, you know, well now they're even better than what they were when I mine because mine's still the first gen P three twenty with all the the original equipment on it. But it's not bad. It's not as heavy mm -hmm. as the two fifty was. Mm -hmm. But yeah. I mean, yeah, for me it fits good in my hand. I can shoot it well. You know, I, I have no issues with it. You know. Mm -hmm. so yeah and i've had it a long time and i've put a lot of rounds through it so i'm very comfortable with that gun yeah so night train <laughs> okay so night train says um filling in for brian q the garlic and hummus odor is strong all of a sudden in this chat <laughs> and then len, len holtz on your side uh crazy scotsman he says it's like a light shone down from the heavens CZ is a gift to humanity. <laughs> it is, man. It is. I, no, I haven't shot. Oh, I haven't shot any striker fire. I haven't shot the P10 or anything like that. Um, but I, I know people that have them, and, and they love them as well. So you know, yeah, you can't go wrong. Yeah, I've shot CZs, but I haven't spent a lot of time with the carry ones and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I don't. I don't want to come down on them uh, just because I haven't. Uh, you know, I haven't done it, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I think there's, you know what, I saw Mac did a video on this, and he said there's just too many companies out there now that are really competitive with Glock, and I have to mm -hmm. agree with that. Uh, I, I gotta say, a company that I've been really getting into and liking a lot is Canik. Canik? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think they're, they're moving in a good direction. I think they're moving in a good direction. Um, I would like... Uh, I would like to spend more time, you know, the, the canics I really like are the all tricked out ones. I want to, like what we're talking about here, like a work, a work level gun, like this is the only thing you have with you, it's the apocalypse, nothing mm -hmm. else, is really what I'm talking about. Something that you know, you could take that thing apart in the darkness, put it back together, you know, you could get it uh, going and all that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm not sure that I would say that yet about what's coming out from Canning, but they are doing cool stuff. Brick says, well, you know, the Elite Combat is a pretty nice carry gun. Okay. Are you are you carrying that? No, I'm not carrying oh, okay. it. But, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of guys who have those, and that seems to be one that's up there on the on the roster there for Canik. Okay. Yes. Yeah. The only Canik I have right now is a TP9 SFX. Okay. Yeah, I would just like to see what kind of torture they could go through. So Brix mm -hmm. wants to know this from you guys. He says, what rifle are they taking in the same scenario? So uh, Apocalypse, you got to take one rifle with you. You're not coming back home. You know, you're going to spend the rest of your life uh, fighting for your life, basically. What do you guys? What do, let's let's start with Crazy Scotsman. Let's let him go go for it first. Um, probably just regular AR, um, my standard AR that I have, uh, sixteen inch barrel. Run it. I know exactly where it hits every time. I can shoot it all the way up six hundred yards and not have to worry about not trying to dial it in or anything like that. I know exactly where it's at every time. That's an AR you built out. No, that's one that was uh, gifted to me. Um, when uh, C-Max Arms passed away, okay. uh, we were doing a fundraiser for him, and um, 
I threw a, a Zeiss optic on there, and I can't miss with that thing. So what's the combo in the build? Like, um, what is it, you know, upper, lower? What um, is it? That that one, I'd have to go back and look and okay. see. Um, that one was put together by uh, Coda Boy 32. Um, that's been, oh. oh, heck, a few years now. And you're, um, and you're still able to survive with that? And Coda Boy oh, yeah. did that thing? Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, man. Okay, that's just he, pure and, blind luck. And, and when, when he gave it to me, when he gave it to me, it was not clean. And there was, oh, I don't no. Know, I don't know how many thousands of rounds he put yeah. down there. I'm he not surprised it wasn't clean. There. You should have gone over it with a black light. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw him. I just saw him at the IV ADA thing. He cracks me up. Yeah. He's a uh, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's funny too. He's funny. Um, okay, so so that so you you would trust everything to that one. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, up to 600 yards, no problem every time. Okay, so what about you? What about you, Gorillas and Guns? What you got? Uh, I would probably take my AR, that I, the first one I ever put together, my first AR. I'd take that with me um, because I know it, it's light. It's easy to carry. Um, still, it's got the standard 16-inch barrel on it. And it just runs, man. It runs. Yeah. So normally, I would have said my my SIG, uh, what, what is that? I think it's a 516 Patrol or something like that, my SIG. I would have said that, but the last time uh, I went to do something uh, where I was putting a serious amount of rounds through it, there was a problem with it, which is crazy to me. Because it's a piston gun, we never had any issues. We torture tested that thing, and it's been it's been doing pretty good since then, but it let me down that one time. Hmm. You know, and the gun that stood up for me that time was my X95. So I think at this point, I would say I would probably rock and roll with the X95. Oh, look at that. Surprise, surprise. Bullpup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is... <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and this is what I was going to say to you guys, like when we were talking about Glock. I mean, come on, Glock. I'm mad at Glock because they won't put out my freaking uh, Bullpup carbine. That's what I'm mad about. <laughs> you know, why can't we get a carbine from Glock, man? After all this time, everyone and their mama has made a, a Glock carbine, like a Glock magazine using carbine, and mm -hmm. Glock can't give us one. Yep. It's just it's shameful. They don't, it's they shameful. Don't, they don't listen to people, man. No, they don't. No, no. Yeah, that's why we can't argue that point. Um, let's see. Okay, Razor JB says, I've had three Canics. All three had dead triggers around seven. Hundred to fifteen hundred rounds, different for each. Hmm. So, See, and that's, that's weird because I, I carried one for a couple of years and I had hmm. no issues. I probably had, I'm gonna say at least probably six, seven thousand rounds hmm. um, through through the one and never had a single issue. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. My yeah. buddy Nate left one in a lake and let it freeze over the winter, and when mm -hmm. it thawed out, he pulled it out of the lake and it shot no problem. Oh, that's that's damn good. Yeah, That's you probably. Good. I think you know Nate, um, Canic Nation. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Fanatic. Yeah, yeah, the Fanatic Brothers. Yep. Yeah, I know those crazy guys. Uh, let's see what people are saying. Armsman says CMMG Banshee. All right. Uh, Armament and Axis says anything that fires two two three five five six. Um, Appalachian Gunrunner says his Arsenal one hundred seven CR with iron sights. Uh, Bulgarian four-piece and Surefire M600. Uh, D, what is it? DF Light? Oh, my God. He got real complicated. He said that's his real rifle. Um, 
Dan hates you says if they would just uh make a Keltex up two thousand and five seven. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. That's interesting. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I might enjoy that. Let's see. Um, oh, yeah. Len Holt said, wait for it. Wait for it. Bull up for the win. <laughs> uh, so Appalachian Gunrunner says, if a gun fails you had... Uh, fails you hard in training it's sort of like having an old lady who's cheated on you could you ever really trust it again I know it's it's weird right yeah it was embarrassing when in, in that because so like I remember in that class um, I, I was doing a thing with Reed and Reed was like uh, Hank we don't have time to wait for you to try to fix that gun so s switch out right now <laughs> or that's it for you <laughs> That's the worst when it happens when you're in a class or, or teaching a class or something like that, and it happens. Mm -hmm. That's that's the worst. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to see what other someone's CB said. My AR with night vision. You guys have any of you guys into night vision yet? I look at it all the time and wish I had the money for it, but no. Yeah, yeah. To get decent stuff, you're you're spending some good money, so. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. not there yet. No, I don't have night vision uh, yet either. Um, are you guys? Are you guys like uh, fiending for any night vision? You've been looking at stuff. Got anything on your? Have you gone far enough? Like, have a wish list of what night vision you would go with? No, I'm like still too busy. Man. Still too busy building guns. I got to stop doing that first. Which yeah. that's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like a lot of the ATN stuff. They look pretty good. I hear ATN is getting better. I know our first like foray into ATN stuff wasn't really okay. There's a there's excuse me, sorry about that, guys. There's a gnat here that's uh, annoying the crap out of me. Um, yeah, ATN in the beginning, uh, I don't want to say that you know, but I heard that they've been getting better and better. So I might want to take a, you know, take a closer look at that. Um, maybe the folks out there will tell us what's the badass uh, night vision. So if we if we had Kevin Dixie here. He would be telling us all about what's his favorite uh, night vision. Or we have some of the night vision guys. Like, I'm sure uh, Military Arms Channel. Yeah, NOC. Um, <laughs> you know, Military Arms Channel. Okay, Razor JB. Let's see. Razor JB, what's the best uh, night vision? He says, sold all my night vision accessories and bought a truck. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, with how uh, expensive that stuff is, you could sell a lot yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah, I could imagine. Um would you so if it became more affordable, would you guys be all in and what would be the affordability price, you think? 50 bucks. Yeah, I mean no, 50 no, bucks. Ahead. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Good yeah, luck I mean, to you. If the, if the generation stuff when and if they made it more affordable, yeah, I'd, I'd be I'd be more interested in it for sure. But it's yeah to get something that's decent, you're you're up there big time in, in money. So yeah, your, your general thousand dollar ones they do okay, but they're not top mm -hmm. of the line or anything like that. Yeah, I I mean you know when I think about it, I want night vision that I don't have to put on a whole bunch of gear. That's one of the things I don't like about what I see in night vision stuff right now. Like I you know. Seriously. 
if you have to put on a whole bunch of gear for this thing and get all geared up, because I'm thinking, how am I seriously going to use this? I'm not a tactical ninja. Mm -hmm. In the middle of the night, something happens out here. I am not throwing on a whole bunch of, you know, well, I guess you can have a helmet ready and throw on your helmet or whatever. But I would just like something that is on my rifle and I could go out there and all I have to do is look through that scope. Right. And and that's why I was looking at like the ATN stuff cuz most of that their stuff is just scopes. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Um so I I would probably be thinking about something like that. I'm not doing super at night I'm not doing super long distance shooting and all that kind of stuff. I guess if you're if you're out hunting hogs and all that then that's a different um kind of thing. For me I'm thinking night vision Listen, dude, I'm, I don't even want to be in the bushes hunting hogs in the daytime, much less the nighttime. You know, I would need to be really pampered to be doing that. You know, I need to be up in a hide. I don't want things crawling all over me, that kind of stuff. Yeah. There's a uh, right, right JB says it right there. Oh, let's see what he you're says. Looking at, you're looking at 4K just for just for your, your decent entry stuff and then, Wow. You know, yeah, he says there. you're talking 10 to 11k. Uh, so, so Razor JB says mono duels depends on a good sort of uh, sort of quality. Um, what is it? What does he say here? Tubes. He says depends a good sort of quality tubes. You're talking 10 to 11k. Then attachments, helmet, so much more than just tubes. Mm -hmm. And he says anything from TNVC is good. Whether new or refurbished, they are the standard for night vision. Hmm. Okay. What, so, T, uh, what is that? What did he say? TNBC. Okay. So, um, yeah, I would like something that works almost like a red dot kind of thing, especially for the middle of the night kind of. That's my yeah. scenario for a lot of these things. Middle of the night, I'm really groggy. I'm not really with it yet. Something's going on. I have to go out there and and figure things out. And I want something that if I'm putting it in front of me, I'm putting my rifle in front of myself, I'm looking through that scope, I could see things out there without having to think too much about what it is. So I could see the silhouette of a person or an animal or something like that out there. So, um, yeah. CB says my single tube ran three thousand two hundred and sixty-five, uh, and the juice <laughs> says my night vision is free. I call it the moon and stars. Okay, okay. Yep, that works for me too. Yeah. See, my day vision isn't even that good, so my night vision's even worse. Yeah, and Razor JB says an attachment from your night vision to your helmet alone can range from three hundred to three thousand. And that's a mount only. Ooh. And check your six says don't drop it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now, you know, it, it also depends where you live. Like where, I, okay. So one of the things you could do around your house is put up lights and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But if you live on a piece of property and you live out in the country, if you have a bigger piece of property, you're not going to have lights further out. And you no. might be in a situation where, you know, whatever that thing is is not moving right around your house so uh armsman says flashlight's good enough for me uh yeah i you know i can't argue that um although the flashlight is also going to signal where you're at mm -hmm. 
you know. But um, yeah, flashlight's not bad. Um, and Devil Dog eighty one mm says last night vision I messed with was goggles and one starlight scope that was passed along uh, through the night. What does that mean? Uh, I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> Uh, probably not reading that properly here. Um, so, okay. Oh, is your six covered? Is out there? He says he's at the uh, he's at the Blade Show. That's good. Let us know how the Blade Show is. So, is that starting? Is that starting today or something? The Blade Show. Uh, I believe it's uh, like a four day week, yeah, four day weekend show. I believe. Yeah, like yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Sort of three or four days, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Razor JB says night vision is far more versatile than thermal. Thermal could be beneficial hunting hogs, um, but you're getting more out of night vision easily. Okay, and Gen Champ Junior wants to know what about a flashlight. <laughs> You, well, you can put them on the end of your gun and make them make his stock, and you'll be good to go. Right. <laughs> Just make sure you get the bonfire going first. Yeah. And Razor JB says uh, flashlights are the ticket. Um, okay, he says it starts Friday. There you go for the show. Um, Dan Hates You says FLR makes good low-end night vision. Uh, MVGs, the faraway stuff isn't so clear, but you want... Uh, you got long range, you want thermal anyway. So there you go. Yeah, lots of good stuff. Um, oh, he says fleshlights. He says fleshlights. Fleshlights are the way to go. <laughs> you know, listen, if you're lonely and you got to rub a couple out, do what you got to do. That's my advice to you as a man, you know. It's okay. It's not, you know, well, some people, some people see it as a sin, you know. Yeah, that's did, up to you and you your religious beliefs. The guy sent the letter to the ATF about using a flashlight for a stock. No, no. I guess it's a couple of years old. Um, oh. Brandon Brandon Herrera did a video talking about it, and I was oh. just dying. <laughs> and literally, the oh, guy God. sent the letter to the ATF. <laughs> wow, this <laughs> yeah. is a real letter that went out to the ATF. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, and the guy, yeah. the, the ATF actually answered him back. What did they say? <laughs> I, I really don't make sure you use lube. It was short and sweet. Oh but, boy! Uh, you know, basically, it was the kind of thing like uh, you know, um, mm -hmm. yeah. Why are you sending this to us? You know, kind of thing, but, <laughs> was that was that uh, was that David Chipman that responded to that one? <laughs> uh, well, did David Chipman go? I consider this an assault rifle. <laughs> yeah, he, he said it's full auto. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he exactly. would have called it a machine gun. Yeah, yeah. That guy. Uh, have you guys seen any of the um, the the hearings in the Senate with that guy? Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty crazy. I wasn't. I was just reading news articles because we were on the road, but I noticed today that uh, Colio Noir actually edited all the footage down to just where they were talking about the Second Amendment. It was actually, it's pretty good that he did that. I think it was like thirty-seven minutes. That guy's hmm. batshit crazy. You know. Well, he's not a supporter for one. You know, um, and he's everything that the anti-gun left. You know, he's their wet dream, basically, because he's completely against 
uh, citizens owning guns, and he's willing to kill to confiscate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, we already know this. Yeah, he's in the back pocket. Yeah, he'll get, he'll get confirmed. This it'll happen just because. I, I hope he doesn't, he, man. Oh man, I hope he doesn't. He, but he yeah, will, but okay. he will because he he's he's willing to do exactly what they want. Yep. I mean, he yeah. said it. Whatever, whatever you say, whatever Congress says, I will do. Yep. Yeah. He's their marionette. Yes. Uh, the Jew says, allow me to thank you for giving me a chance to start civil war. Because, yeah, every freaking thing was, uh, I'd like to thank you, Senator, for asking that question. <laughs> yeah, let me thank you, Senator. <laughs> Seriously, that guy's crazy. He's crazy. As long as he ain't circling back to it. Oh, God. <laughs> have, you heard, have you heard the circle back rap? Someone sent me the circle back rap, actually. You know, someone made a rap song out of that. Yeah. Yeah, it's out there. We can't play it. You know, we don't want to get into anything. Yeah. Um, okay, is your six covered? Says, did we talk about how great Crazy Scotsman um, is? I'm guessing he helps the community, like making crazy uh, way for people to donate for Justin's final mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't talk about that. Thanks for reminding us about that. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit, Scotsman? Yeah, sure. Uh, Justin's final mission, uh, you guys, uh, if you haven't heard of it, Justin's final mission is to stop 22 a day. Uh, 22 vets uh, take their lives. Um, we got to get that down to zero. Um, right now, um, I have a 6.5 Creedmoor rifle on the way from Coda Boy 32, um, and that will be going up for raffle here shortly. Um, so lots of good ways to get involved and um, – one good stuff too, just uh, you know, for helping out, making sure our veterans stay with us. They fight for our freedom. They fight for us to be here. So you know, mm-hmm. it's the least we can do since the government doesn't step up and do their job. Yeah. Um, so how how do how do people do that? Um, so there's a link. Let me grab it for you. Well, first off, subscribe to the Crazy Scotsman so you know when he's doing these things, and you can always get the links. Yeah, the links are, are the links in your video, and your, on your YouTube channel. Uh, they are, and let me see. I got a link right here. I don't know if you could send it. I don't. I don't think we could send no. it in a chat here. Let me see. Is it? It's on. I'll, it's on uh, I'll email it to you. Hang on. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Um. Yeah, we'll we'll throw we'll throw that link up here for the folks All here. Right. Uh, just, just give us a second. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you watch the uh, Sunday night foreign and domestic show, mm-hmm. um, they do a lot of fundraising things on there. Uh, and it's always a good time too, man. I'll tell you what, there was one night I think we must have laughed from beginning to the end of the whole show, and mm-hmm. and it was all raising money for Justin's final mission, and it was great. And I think you guys raised quite a bit of money that night. Uh, are you talking about the great drink off? Yes, <laughs> we, we raised we raised over three thousand dollars, almost thirty five hundred dollars that night. Wow. Okay, that's good. So, um, uh, what are the other ways p- folks can help you out with that? Um, are there some alternative um, things to do? I know you're doing giveaways. Are you looking for people we're, to? We're doing giveaways. We have. Uh, I work with Troy, who's one of the founders of the the, the mission itself. 
Um, I work with him a lot. So right now we have a shoot coming up next month. So uh, pistol competition coming up uh, down in Cincinnati. Uh, we have a ruck, we have ruck marches and stuff like that going on. Um, you can see all this stuff on the website itself, warriorbattalion.org. Um, and you'll, you'll be able to see where they're, where they're at, where they're going. Um, we're trying to get more stuff going across the country um, as a whole. Instead of just being in one state, we're trying to get this in all states. Okay, so it's the, okay, classy.org. That's yep. the link, right? Okay. So here, let me throw it into, um, I'll put that in the chat for for everyone who wants to see that. So there you go. There it goes in the chat. And so if people want to find this, it's on your YouTube channel. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And um, so, and what if someone's got like uh, some guns or something like that they want to? Um, if anyone has anything they want to throw out there to help uh, with raising money, things like that, uh, like you said, like guns or whatever. Uh, you can reach out to me um, on Instagram uh, or my email. It's on my about page. And um, anytime we do uh, the fundraising videos and stuff like that, you'll see usually in the description as well. All right. Very good. Very good. Um, let's see here. What other any, – I'll, I'll give the folks out there, if they've got something they want to get into, or Gorillas and Guns, if we haven't gotten into something that you wanted to talk about, you know um, – what's uh what's on everyone's mind out there you know what's the thing just, that you guys are thinking about the most go ahead i was just recently looking at that thing that happened down there in florida with that 12 year old boy and a 14 year old girl where they broke into the house and they were you know open firing on the deputies yeah um yeah they're they're i, I want to say they said it was because of gta that they did that but <laughs> yeah so these were some foster kids for anyone who hasn't heard that story, these are some foster kids. I think it was a 12-year-old boy and a 14-year-old girl broke yeah. into someone's home and found a AK and a shotgun. And when the deputies showed up, they opened fire on them. And I think the deputies were trying not to uh, get into a shootout with these guys, but with these kids. But they wound up having to, and then they wound up um, hitting the girl. And when the girl got hit, the kid came to his senses and he gave up. Um, yeah. And I saw some reports that the the boy, he you know, he was in court today. And I think I saw somewhere actually put out the picture, which I don't know how it works legally nowadays, but um, I don't think you're really supposed to do all of that kind of stuff. But it's de it's definitely crazy. And, the, and those kids are, I don't know, man. I don't want to say they're not salvageable at all, but... Right. I mean, they're pretty far gone. Apparently, know? that boy was really little. I mean, he was only four feet eleven inches and only weighed seventy eight pounds. I mean, mm -hmm. so he had either he's got a some kind of growth problem or he was yeah. severely being abused in that. Uh, uh, what the hell was it? It was a uh, foster home kind of a thing. group home. Yeah, like a group home that they were in. Yeah, Brick says that the report says the AK was actually disassembled. So mm -hmm. the kid had to assemble it. I mean, then that just adds another level of he's got some skills. Um, yeah. You know, uh, Richard Monder says, so we need to a $200 tax tab <laughs> on GTA. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, apparently the girl said, I'm, I'm going to roll this down like GTA. Oh, really? 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't let video mm-hmm. games raise your kids. I don't think video right. games on their own are bad and do no. damage to people. As a matter of fact, they allow uh, a lot of people to exercise some frustrations and have fun mm-hmm. and even communicate with each other in the modern times. But if that's the only thing raising your kids, it's like raising your kids only by putting them in front of the TV. Yeah, if you drop them in front of the TV and walk away and leave them alone and don't engage with them and don't teach them and, and coach them and everything, they're not going to do well in life whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, those, uh, the, you know, um, yeah, that's that's some serious stuff, man. And and um, and I think when I was looking at the footage of that, the, the sheriff was saying, like, what the hell's going on with the system? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> You know, what's happening here? And I think I would echo that. We are not, in, in this in this thing that just happened to us for a year and a couple of months here, we didn't take the time to re-examine a whole bunch of stuff. And we it was a perfect opportunity to fix a lot of things. Our education system, a lot of mm-hmm. different things that we have going on. But no one wants to actually do it, right? Just because of all yeah. the forces that are at play here. But yeah, man, in the foster system, We've got serious problems, and it's so difficult to even for the folks out there who want to take care of some of these kids and and try to raise them right. It's so difficult to even do it in America. The people are adopting kids from other countries. Yeah. Well, one of the biggest problems is is there's no money in fixing the system. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. The money is you know, in elite, the system being broken. Yeah. The elites yeah. elite ain't gonna make their money if 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 they fix things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and you know what the thing is, it, as bad as it may sound, even amongst children, there's some human beings that are broken, and we may never be able to do anything with them. Yeah. You know, I know that sounds horrible, but you know, um, there there's just some uh, broken human beings out there. I'm not saying mm-hmm. that these two kids aren't redeemable and can't somehow uh, come back from that, but. You know, the way that the, all the, the nonsense that's out there in the world right now, uh, I don't have high hopes for it. Yeah. That's that's what I would say. Um, you know, uh, yeah, but it's it's crazy. And I think it's uh, it's it's sad at the same time to see all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that brings up a good thing too. If if you have an opportunity to work with a child and help, uh, you know, be an inspiration to them, do it. You know, help them out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another bad thing about the whole deal is is they always want to lay blame on anything but the person. You know, it's not the video game's fault it's not the gun's fault you know it's the person you know or in 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 these children's case it's whoever is upbringing them it really in their hands you know uh, because the the video games really didn't make them do it sure they might have got ideas from it from playing the video games but they don't have a good role model in their life to tell them hey you know this is just fantasy it's for fun it's not something you really want to do you know because uh, there's consequences to your actions. And if, you know, a, a, a child growing up doesn't learn that there's consequences for their actions, then they're just going to go on about life thinking they can do whatever they want and that they're indestructible, you know? Yeah, I would I would um, I would say that uh, definitely this is a good time to lay out some uh, spankings. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we that, can't that's do that. that we have today is, is you can't touch the kid anymore. You can't do mm-hmm. that. You know. Yeah. No, these kids need some spankings. I mean, I think they're, you know, this 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 right here is a definite spanking situation. Mm-hmm. There's more. It, it's going to take more than that, right? But it's, they, it's yeah, it's more than a spanking. It's an ass whooping situation. Right. <laughs> yeah. The government does not have the right to tell you how to raise your kids. Smack the right. crap out of them if you have to. Yeah. Well, the problem here is that these kids now are in the government's care, right? For whatever reason, they don't have their parents around, and so now they're in government care, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so, I don't know if, if either one of you had anything else that you wanted to, um, that you wanted to add to that before um, I moved on. There is, there, is this, um, there is this story here that's relative, I think, that I was just pulling up while you guys were talking children then um actually my brother anonymous said this to me children on trendy vegan diets are 1.2 inches shorter on average with smaller and weaker bones study warns mm. um, the study involved 187 healthy children aged 5 to 10 years old including 52 vegetarians uh vegetarian children were on average 1.2 inches shorter and had four to six percent lower bone mineral content they were three times more likely to be deficient in vitamin b12 than omnivores Mm. it goes on to say a study has found that giving your children a modern vegetarian diet makes them grow up with smaller and weaker bones and you know it, it like it goes back i think this was done at uh university college london's great ormond street institute of child health and the author said that vegetarian children should only be given vitamin uh, B12 and vitamin D supplements to reduce the potential long-term health consequences of being born on plants. So, and it, and it, what do you guys think about that? Are you surprised? Uh, not surprised? Not surprised one bit. Yeah, I mean, if either am I. If, if we if if kids today did some of the stuff we did as kids, they they'd be breaking bones left, right, and center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, go ahead. It's like it's like this meme I seen earlier today with uh, I think it was Charlie Brown and Linus, mm-hmm. and Linus was like um, talking mm-hmm. about you know, stupid people, you know, and mm-hmm. he's like, well, if kids are allowed to, you know, do stupid things and get hurt from it, they would learn not to do stupid things. You know, stupid needs to be painful in order for you to learn from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I mean, I think uh, who was it? Appalachian Gunrunner just said that in regards to what we were just talking about. Mm. He says the uh, hell the girl was shot twice from what I read. Sounds like that's a pretty badass whooping. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully she learns from this. Hopefully the boy learns from this, seeing like the actual real life results of what happens uh, with that. Jen Champ said, "Did Bill Gates sponsor yeah. this?" <laughs> <laughs> maybe uh, maybe Soros or Bloomberg did. <laughs> right, right. Flying Rich says I'm a vegetarian, secondhand vegetarian. Yeah. I eat vegetarian animals. <laughs> Basically, that's what that means. There's so you know what? There's so much crap that our kids are being fed, right? Uh, mentally and, and physically. Like in terms of what they're eating, they're mm-hmm. not eating right. That's true. You know, um, 
And then mentally, what's going into their brains when they go to school, the kinds of things that they're seeing are horrible, you know? And then there's just so much more um, happening in society uh, with kids that I'm, I'm surprised that there's not more broken kids out there. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, you look at some of the TV shows and stuff that these kids are watching, you know, it's all programming, you know, they're, they're mentally deficient. They're not getting any kind of mental stimulation that they need to have to um, really grow, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, and they're, they're not getting enough uh, parental interaction either, you know, for their parents to tell them, hey, you know, right from wrong, good, bad, you know, indifferent or whatever. They're sat down in front of the TV. And it's like, you remember that movie, The Cable Guy? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody has to kill the babysitter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's it's weird, man. It's a, it's a crazy situation. Someone was talking to me about the whole Blue's Clues thing. Which I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but there's just a lot of weird information out there. Basically, my understanding of the Blues Clues thing, it's a Blues Clues is a cartoon. Uh, my kids actually watched that when they were uh, little kids, and, and I watched it with them, right? Because whatever they watched, I participated in that. I wanted to make mm-hmm. sure I knew what kind of um, input they were getting. And this thing was talking to kids about sex and and transgender. And, and all that kind of stuff. And what are we doing? You know, we're not properly in society. We've gotten so disconnected that all of a sudden kids don't matter anymore. And all of a sudden it's that we, we don't even have a line of where this is a kid, where this is like, you're supposed to be responsible for these people in terms of their care, their education, mm-hmm. what they consume, what information goes into their brain, how they see the world to it flips to someone is like um someone has their kid transitioning and either chemically castrating them or physically you know doing operations and things like that and we're like oh no it's okay it's totally fine and if you go back if you go back 20 like no what is it at this point maybe 40 years ago people were using ice picks on human beings right when they had problems that was like medical doctors doing that stuff in the future we're going to look at all of this and someone looking back on us is going to go, these people were batshit crazy. They were basically just mass um, abusing children with all these policies and, and, the, and the things, the kind of things they were putting into their brains. Yep. Yeah, I Absolutely. mean, they're letting these kids decide these things for themselves when mm-hmm. they haven't lived enough life. They haven't learned enough to make those decisions for themselves. I mean, there's there's a pretty high suicide rate amongst people who, uh, as a child, were allowed to make those decisions and realize later on in life as becoming adults that that really wasn't the decision that they wanted to make, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, w- you know, once you once you go to it, you're kind of stuck there. You can't go back. And it, Well, I mean, I can think about it, too. You've got these schools that keep changing the, their policies, too. So, you know, now you've got three different bathrooms. You know, you got your regular bathroom the regular genders and then you got your non-binary and all the rest of it and the more you add you're just confusing these kids these kids have no clue mm-hmm. they don't know right. what to identify as mm-hmm. you know well children in general are malleable right this is why mm-hmm. they they're supposed to enjoy a certain status where someone's supposed to protect them if it's not their parents then unfortunately it, it becomes like society has to somehow protect them because right. they are children. 
and they're incredibly malleable. This is why in other countries, people could take children and, and have, you know, like there's, we've seen that in some African nations, right? Where the kids are going out and chopping off other kids' arms and stuff like that, right? Or where, the, where they're turned into kid soldiers and they're killing people, mm -hmm. right? If you, you know, we've seen that all over the world, to be honest with you. So because they're children and you can pretty much program them with anything and they're going to believe it. And that used to be an important thing. And we used to consider that, nope, these are kids. We're not going to do that. And somehow now in society, everything's gone so far that there's a lot of people, not, not necessarily us, but there's a lot of people that think that's okay to push this kind of stuff on kids. When if you go back not too long ago, even just talking about kids to kids about sex was a problem. I mean, the, one of the things going on with YouTube is that, you know, YouTube is doing a lot of screening for kids, right? They don't want, mm -hmm. they, they're not trying to get kids exposed to stuff. Yet those same, the same people who run YouTube think, think it's okay to push these things in the direction of children. Right. You know? Yep. And, and so, it's all over the internet. It's not just YouTube and all that. It's everywhere. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And we're surprised they're losing their innocence. And yes, you know, the, the idea that you're going to raise your children, I think, I think it's like what brought some of this up here is the whole vegetarian thing. If you're an adult, do what you want to do with your body. <laughs> right. Right. You're an adult. You want to be a vegetarian, knock yourself out. The thing is, is that if you, if you care about your children, Human beings need to consume certain things in order to grow and function normally. <laughs> it's just necessary. The amount of growth, bone structure, and all of that that a young human being needs in order to grow up and become an adult and have their brain form properly and have their mm -hmm. body form properly and be healthy, it is, it, it, like, look, we're coming out of nature. We need to consume nature. Yep. I mean, after yeah. all, we are animals, too, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the whole thing of you are what you eat has some, you know, some kind of thing to it. You know, don't you if you eat all vegetables, you're going to be a vegetable. You know, mm -hmm. now it's not to say that. I don't know. I think you probably would do better eating all meat versus <laughs> all vegetables, you know. But I would say, OK, there needs to be some some relative uh, kind of balance to that. You know, but even adults, even adults, like I, I've tried in the past to do the vegetarian thing. Can't function like that. I, I know that yeah. for me. You know, I, I need meat to survive. I'm, you know, <laughs> yeah. And that was I before I even became. That's before I even became big. Like I actually tried to do the vegetarian thing, and that was a disaster. You know, if you don't like a good steak every now and then, if you don't like bacon, or, I mean, you got problems. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, exactly. You know, I mean, you know, I'm not a bacon fan, but, you know, I like turkey bacon, but, you know, I'm not I'm a fan. Of, I'm not bacon. a I'm wow. not a fan of pork, man. I don't eat pork. I know. I know to some people that's a violation, but time out. Pork. Yeah, I don't do pork, man. I don't. You, know. well, you, don't you, you like bull pups, too. So, you know, yeah, I guess I can. <laughs> turkey bacon's pretty good. Turkey bacon's pretty good. You know? I like beef Her bacon too. Bacon and yeah, I like beef bacon. Beef bacon is good, I think too. I just never. Um, I, it's not a religious thing or anything like that. I th well, I think it was for my dad. My dad was raised as a seven day Adventist, so um, for that reason, we you know we didn't 
we didn't eat a lot of that stuff. And then, and now as like my kids, I don't tell them uh, they can, you know, do what they want to do. I think pork itself is high sodium and has a lot of things that's not necessarily good for us. And I think as we, so as we get older, going back to that same conversation, as you get older, you should drop certain things. Like right now, I'm trying to figure out how the hell I could drop sugar, man. And that's really difficult. It is, you know, you know? I'm, I'm diabetic and <laughs> I have a hard time getting rid of the sugar. I'll, I'll go a while without it, mm-hmm. but I'll get a hankering for it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'll kind of binge on it a little bit for, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe an hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'll eat some M&Ms or something like that, but you know, it's, it's not mm-hmm. very often anymore. Um, but mm-hmm. I, before I used to candy, you know, every day. You know, sugary sodas every day. You know, I'm now, you know, this this is about the sweetest thing I drink now is this vitamin water. Vitamin water. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to be less white. That's why I'm drinking that. (laughs) 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 Okay, all right. That has has stevia in it, which is actually pretty good for you. So, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I've, I've cut out a lot of sugar. I mean, I'm, I'm probably about 1% sugar compared to where I used to be. Like now in the morning when I drink coffee, I use honey to sweeten it. I don't mm. use sugar. So okay. I don't even put creamer in it cause that's got sugar in it. So I, I just use yeah. straight black coffee with a pinch of honey. Yeah. For a long time, I, well, for a while I've cut down from regular, like white sugar to brown sugar, which I think is better cause it's it's not as processed like white sugar is super processed obviously you know um for it to be like that but yeah man i think i've even got to take that out now as i'm getting older so that's you know that's mm-hmm. that's neither here nor there like bacon is pork has just never been like a thing in my diet but there's a whole bunch of things i don't i don't eat i don't eat shrimp either you guys don't have any you guys eat everything apparently mm-hmm. I know I don't eat no problems. No man, I don't eat shrimp. No, no, I don't eat shrimp. I do I eat lobster. Yeah, I do eat lobster. I, I like I, I I like a lobster. You know, and crabs every day. Not like shrimp. No, I don't like shrimp. No, no, I don't because because I don't like the little veins and all that in shrimp. You know, it's like, so no, let me guess. You don't like squid either. You don't like eel. Nah. You don't like nah. sushi. No, I could eat certain kinds of sushi, but not, no. No. no you say no. California roll, we're done. Yeah, California <laughs> rolls. California rolls are fine. <laughs> I don't Cal- eat any of that shit that comes out of that giant toilet bowl called the ocean, so. Oh, <laughs> you don't, oh, you don't eat any kind of. Damn, oh, man. Nothing Jeez. that swims. <laughs> Nothing that swims. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm pretty well, sure that I'm pretty mind. sure that pigs can swim. I've seen them swimming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, not like that kind of swimming. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dan hates you. Says brown sugar is white sugar with molasses on it. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you that, that, that's actually that's the brown sugar brown sugar but mm-hmm. uh i think what you're referring to as a brown sugar is like the raw sugar mm-hmm. before it's processed uh yes before it's overly processed obviously it's processed to the point that you get sugar out of sugar cane mm-hmm. but um you know uh captain shark says i'll eat just about anything with a face <laughs> All right, <laughs> you know I can't. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Jed Champ says, "What if it floats?" Yeah, 
Uh-uh. Oh, okay. So, uh, so crazy Scotsman, you don't have any, uh, you know, well, I mean, you know, you are actually Scottish, so you eat haggis, I, I suppose, right? Do you, you eat haggis? Yeah, haggis yeah. Guy? Oh, yeah. I, I, there, there's only really two things I don't eat, and you all are going to make fun of this, but that's fine. I don't care. Okay. Yeah. I don't do baked beans, and I don't do <laughs> peanut butter. What? Peanut butter? Now, I can see the baked beans because I don't eat baked beans either. Oh, baked beans are good. Peanut butter? Yeah, what's, do, you have a, uh, do you have a peanut allergy? No, I, I just don't like the texture. Oh. Just don't like it. Oh, okay. All right, we're not going to make too much. You know what? The reason why we're not going to make fun of you because we, we went over at 9 o'clock. <laughs> you got saved by time, <laughs> basically here. Beans. This will come up again, I know. Yeah, you don't eat beans. Yeah, baked beans. Yeah, I'm going to try to remember putting this in the brain. Mental note. No baked beans, no peanut butter. Baked beans and peanut So you've never had a baked bean peanut butter sandwich? No. <laughs> that combo might be okay, man. That combo might be okay. Uh, might so change like your mind about a, baked beans and peanut butter. PB&J, I can do okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, so if you mix it with jelly, you can eat peanut butter. Yeah, but that's the only way. Oh, you know what you need to try with that peanut butter? You need to try fluff and butter. What? You need your fluff peanut butter and fluff sandwich. What, okay, what is the fluff? What is the fluff? You don't know what fluff why, is? Why am I even oh asking? God. What is the fluff in the... Yeah, what is that? Is that like marshmallow fluff? or something? Yes, it's marshmallow, man. It's oh. fucking marshmallow spread. You put on the damn sandwich... You, spread that all over a piece of bread never, put the peanut butter on the other side and slap that bitch together and oh my god i don't even like the sound of that i've never seen marshmallows <laughs> no. that you could spread that's gotta be <laughs> that, that sounds disgusting yeah <laughs> some fluff. it's it's the greatest thing ever i okay I you scott should not be eating that i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say I don't that anymore and, right. and i'm sad that i can't because you know it, it's the greatest thing in the world <laughs> yeah it's better than it's better than a reese's peanut butter cup yeah, Len Holt says Elvis's peanut butter, banana, and bacon. Is that an actual sandwich? Peanut butter. Wait, was it? Did Elvis actually? I don't know. He says peanut butter, banana, and bacon. Someone have that as a sandwich. Yeah, it sounds good. Probably someone probably did that as a sandwich. Um, and then Richard Maunder, I got to get this in. He says he's from the UK and does not eat baked beans. Huh. Yeah. Bangers and mash. No bangers and mash for you. Well, he's Scottish. He's Scottish, so I don't think he considers he's from the UK. Uh, politics. We won't talk about the South. Right, right. We'll leave it at the border. Yeah, Dad hates you, says marshmallows are white sugar with cornstarch. <laughs> yeah yeah okay so listen we gotta wrap it up we gotta wrap it up it's just getting crazy right at the end let's start with uh let's let's start with the crazy scotsman tell the folks out there where they can go to support you how they can communicate with you etc all right uh great show great being on again appreciate it um check out you can check me out on here on youtube uh we do a foreign domestic every sunday seven o'clock eastern uh you can check me out on instagram um I'm doing my best to get banned. I've been banned once so far. I'm, I'm pushing for another one. Um, they don't like freedom of information and truth. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you can reach out, message me there. Um, you can message me via my email. It's in my about page. 
Um, and if you have any questions whatsoever regarding Justice Final Mission, um, obviously always reach out. Happy to help. Absolutely. So if you guys are looking for that, uh, once again, make sure you go to um, the Crazy Scotsman YouTube channel and um, and you find that. And and you, I think you have to spell it all out, the, the, the Crazy Scotsman, all one word, because I know there's some other Crazy Scotsman dudes on YouTube. Yeah. So um, you have to do that. All right. Uh, so Gorillas and Guns, how can the, the folks out there do that with you? Uh, well, you can find me here on YouTube at Gorillas and Guns. You can find me on Facebook at Gorillas and Guns. Um, same thing on Gunstreamer, although I really don't post a lot of stuff over there anymore. Um, you can find me on Patreon, uh, Gorillas Guns on Patreon. Uh, also, check out my store at BlackSwanTactical.com. Everything that you purchase from there goes towards charity. So, um, it, it's a great thanks to anybody who buys any of that merch from Black Swan Tactical because it all goes to a, a great charity cause. Absolutely. Uh, thanks so much to both of these guys for coming on the show here. We're going to wrap it up. We're going to come back. Someone's going to leave us with words of wisdom. Uh, I'm going to let you two guys decide who's leaving us with the words of wisdom here. Um, oh, is it? Is it Scotsman? Scotsman's <laughs> doing the words of wisdom. Okay, so yeah, we'll be back here in a second. Big figure out which way to point. Yeah, you got to go that way. Up. That's the right way, right there. You got it. <laughs> uh, so big thanks to Harry's holsters. Make sure you guys check out US Law Shield. We got links in the description. I'm gonna run in the end. We're gonna be right back here in a second. All right, guys, thanks for watching. Make sure you smash that subscribe button, smash the thumbs up, uh, share this if you can. We're going to rip out the audio of this and throw it up on iTunes and all your other favorite places to listen to your audio podcast from. Uh, it's been a great fun show with the Crazy Scotsman as well as Gorillas and Guns. Um, all right, Crazy Scotsman, hit us with your words of wisdom. Um, this was Memorial Weekend. Just remember this. The government doesn't care about you. Fight for your freedom, uh, fight for your rights. Um, the military fights for us every day, and the uh, best way we can thank them is fighting for our freedom as well. Amen. Amen. Thanks to that, guys. Thanks for everyone. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We're out of here. Peace. See ya.